You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us at WILKNewsRadio.com, stream it live, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show, and it's there for you. Download it, listen whenever you want to listen, put it on your favorites, make sure you get it each day. And again, listen when you want to listen. You have a smart speaker in your house, just ask for the Rob O'Donnell Show podcast that you'll get that or ask for WILK News Radio and you can listen live during 3 to 6. 4 almost 409 here in the station in Pittston 40 degrees with some light rain outside. The Rob O'Donnell show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van temperature controlled and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. I got a call uh late this morning early this afternoon from my son. He's out in uh in California, doing some uh, training with his F-18 Super Hornet with his squadron and um, was woken up last night uh, by an earthquake, something that he's uh, never had to feel before. But it's it's interesting because, you know, when you look up the earthquake alerts, there was actually one, a 3.4 on the Richter scale earthquake about 10 minutes before the bigger 4.8 Richter um earthquake that they had at about 2.48 in the morning our time. So it was about 11-something their time, 11.48 their time. But he's speaking to him today, he said, you know, it felt like I was dreaming, and I'm in my dream, I said, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm in an earthquake. And that we decided that well, that was the one 10 minutes earlier, that 3.4%. It wasn't enough to wake him up, but enough just to rile him to where he thought he was dreaming about an earthquake. And then about 10 minutes later, that uh, 4.8 Richter scale earthquake happened, and it shook the entire house that they're staying in on base and, um, you know, woke them up, shook everything. And he was like, well, why is a jet taking off at uh, a... That's what it sounded like to him. It sounded like a train or a jet taking off. Everything was rattling. You know, at 11.45 at night, they usually don't take off that late at night. Um, But, you know, this morning, he realized that it was a... wasn't actually he got an alert on his phone while it was happening, just like we get an amber alert or something alert here, snowstorm alert or you know hurricane warnings or his phone alert tone went off and it said that he should take shelter that there's an earthquake and the epicenter of the earthquake was only forty miles from where he is out there at a base. So um, something else on my bucket list. Every time I've been out to California, I've uh, hoped to experience not 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 the damage of an earthquake, but just the feeling of one. You know, I've had friends who lived out there, and they happen so frequently. They're like, yeah, it could probably happen while you're here. And interesting, when I was down in Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago, it was probably the early early 2010s, 2010, 2011-ish. I was down in Washington, D.C., and they had like a 2.8 earthquake while I was down there. And I thought I felt something but didn't realize what it was. And then I saw a day or two later that it was an earthquake. So it was like kind of I didn't recognize it, but just something woke me up. And it was just a weird feeling. So that was a little personal note that's going on out there. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Got involved with the conversation on this first day of December, Friday, December 1st, 2023. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Rich from Laughlin on electric cars. Rich. Uh, thanks for taking the call, Rob. My, my voice is off a little. Sorry. Uh, a, a, on Wednesday, Fox News had a good story. Tom Famio, an ad hoc uh, 
uh, guy who sells cars. There's over 4,000 letters to the president already to put the brakes on manufacturing electric cars. They, the stock is over one year before they could even sell them. And the, he said he can't give them away. There, there's $20,000 in, in rebates on some of the cars, 7500 from the taxpayers and uh, 12500 from the manufacturers. People are just afraid to try them. They uh, three um, two, One-third of the chargers are, are either inc incompatible or don't work. They don't want to have to wait a half hour to charge them. And he can't even get people to try the cars. And this is not from the manufacturers. This is from the salesmen. As you know, when they take cars, they have to start paying interest on those cars. In his stock, and in most places, it's over a year, uh, in excess of a year. And he says, I don't think there's much hope of selling these cars. And uh, th that's what Fox's story was, was on. Well, and, some, uh, dumb, some dumb government entity will buy them at a reduced price, that's for sure. And, and I know the article you're talking about. 4,000 dealers across America wrote letters to the president, the Biden administration, saying that we need to stop, we need to back off on this, you're damaging. They're not selling, no one wants them, and we can't maintain keeping them here anymore because they're just not they're taking up space that yeah. we don't have and one one final thing if that was bigfoot in your house and you shook his hand you'd have a friend for life you just got to give him 20 pounds of bones every week probably probably it's uh thank you rob thanks thanks rich you have a great weekend um and yeah i remember it was a couple it was about 10 years ago i guess there was a, some story that someone said they saw a sasquatch in in carbondale i have to see if i could find that story on the on the break but uh, that's why I brought up Bigfoot, because when the thing stood up, it was five or six feet tall. And again, I was looking for these lights in the sky. And, uh, you know, here's this big shadow in front of me. It was not uh, very pleasant after sitting at a great concert last night. Let's go back to the phones. We have uh, a Mike from Bloomsburg on Fetterman and Casey's letter. Mike. Yeah, before that, you mentioned today is December 1st. That is the first day of meteorological winter. That's the bad news. The good news is in about a week, the sun will start setting later. So we have that to look forward to. Well, it's not all doom and gloom. I bought a brand new top-of-the-line snowblower, which means we're not going to get any snow this year, so you could thank me for that after the winter, Mike. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. The reason I called was I, I heard you mention uh, J uh, John Fetterman and Bob Casey put a letter in to have the, someone investigate this hack in a water system, you know. And to me, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I'm a partisan, but that sounded like, grandstanding you know we're democrats and we're out to protect you you know from the from the water company and from the republicans wanting to poison your water okay that that was my first take but then i really got upset and the reason i'm calling is i would like to see their letter to the biden administration saying hey close the border and put the surveillance blimps back so we can see exactly who's coming into this country until they do that, I don't really care what letters they send to anybody to investigate a water hack. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the letter. I did read a, the letters embedded in the story. You can read it yourself if you look up the story. And um, it, it's the right thing to do. When I talked about the story earlier in the week, I would have liked to have seen them. You know, they could have started the process then. So I'm, you know, there's other things I'm sure they're dealing with. But I talked about the very things that are in this letter on Monday. When uh, when I picked up the story that had just happened that weekend, so the fact that you know it's a week later and they're sending this letter to say, hey, we should look into this. Well, the flag should have been raised the day it happened. I mean, you know, if I'm talking about it on the radio the next day, if I could find the information, read up on it, see what happened, 
and uh, talk about it, you know, there could be action on it from our government, the people who are supposed to be protecting us that day. And you're right. You know, if you're talking about terrorist activity with hacks, hacking our system from Iranian proxies, Iranian cyber terrorists, yeah, we should be talking about protecting our nation as a whole, and that includes border security. Exactly. And now, it was—you said this was in Pennsylvania, correct? Did I hear you right? Yeah, it was out it in Aliquippa, a suburb of—just yeah. uh, outside of Pittsburgh. Right, yeah. So the, I think they probably should have maybe heard of it. You know, it should have went up the chain uh, fast enough for they, they could have got out on top of it earlier. But to me, it, it's hypocritical that they remain silent on the atrocity that's happening at the border. And because of that— I, I'm not giving them any credit for writing any letters to anybody until they stand up and protect America. Amen. And that goes for that goes for everybody because it's 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 going to take a partisan effort to do this. Uh, I know it's been done. Uh, the border was the from the experts that I personally know. The border was the most secure in our lifetime. You know, a couple of years ago, and this has just been allowed to happen. There's no other reason for it. It's just been allowed to happen. They're not allowing these border patrol agents to do their job. They're overwhelming them, so they're too busy to do the things they need to be doing. They've taken away assets, like you said, the surveillance balloons that are down there. Other issues. They've cut holes in the fence to let migrating deer go through. And um, you know, when they know darn well that uh, it's just a floodgate for illegal immigrants coming in. We need to do something because even the Democrat cities now, I saw um, uh, a press conference from Chicago where a group of Chicago black leaders asked the Republican Party, asked Donald Trump, come up here and meet with us. We want to meet with you. The Democrats are failing us. They are giving this money. They're giving preference to these people who just came in through the door while we're being pushed aside. Something needs to be done. America's getting sick of this, and they're starting to see it. Do they fix it? I think they're going to be forced to by their own party. Uh, the cows the are out of the barn. It's too late to shut the door. But, you know, the, the one thing— I, I agree with everything you're saying, but to me, and again, I, I'm suffering from COVID right now, and I'm, my mind's not exactly right, but to think about the idea that so many people have come in that we know nothing about who they are, many that we've apprehended. You mentioned the number, how many that we've— On the uh, terrorist nabbed. watch list. Yeah, and how many have come through that, you know, while the Border, border Patrol people are uh, busy, you know— it, it doesn't make sense that we are willing to allow this to happen and then to hear so many of the prominent Democrats saying, you know, basically saying this is Republicans' fault because we want comprehensive immigration reform. That's just a narrative to blame this on somebody else when they know darn well that's not the fix. The fix is getting control of the border. I agree. I agree, Mike. Uh we could only keep up, up on it, and like I said, the, the people in the inner cities that they're, their constituents that they're supposed to be listening to are starting to shout from the rooftops, and when we're starting to see a change. Hopefully it comes sooner rather than later because I don't think we can make it much longer because it's already unsustainable. Unsustainable. Hey, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate thank you, Mike. It. You have a great weekend. You too, bye. Um, and it's 100% true. Uh, we truly need to look at our security as a whole. And it's a mess. And like I said, there was this group of black leaders in Chicago that really took they were literally calling, saying they were done with the Democratic Party. They were calling for the Republican Party, the GOP, Donald Trump himself to come up here and meet with us because we are being pushed aside from these illegal migrants that just come here. They're giving them school uniforms. They're giving them laptops. They're giving them thousands of dollars a year 
uh, thousands of dollars a month to for medical care for this and that. Well, us and our children are being pushed aside, are failing our school systems. So um, it's going to be interesting because that's not the only call like that. They're starting to rumble in New York. They're starting to rumble in all these places. So uh, keep your eyes open, and uh, that's where the call is going to come from because it's just like back in the late 80s, early 90s when crime was through the roof. It was the people in the inner cities. It was the people in the projects, the grandmothers who were having their grandkids sleep in ironclad bathtubs because of the gunshots that were coming through the wall. It's their kids that couldn't play in the playground or walk to school. They couldn't go to the grocery store. Those were the ones that said, that's it. The crime is too much. We need police here. We need them now. And that caused them to change their, their tune in New York City for uh, law and order rather than mayhem. It's uh, 421 here on WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. We have no reports of accidents on 81, 80, 380, 476, the PA Turnpike, and 84 is even looking good today. Just some heavy traffic heading up the hill, Route 6 and 11 in Clark Summit, Kaiser Avenue in Scranton, and on Route 309 near the Wyoming Valley Mall in Wilkes-Barre. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. You that depressed to say traffic. <laughs> traffic. Come on. Next time I want to say traffic. <laughs> I'll be happier. All right. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. This afternoon, spotty showers high 45. We're past that for the most part. Tonight, mostly cloudy, foggy, and cool, low 38. Saturday, partly sunny with only a few isolated sprinkles, high 55. Hopefully, we make the best out of that day. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, foggy, and warm, low 47. Sunday, rain develops in the afternoon, heavy at times, high 55. Monday, mostly cloudy and rain showers, high 48. It's currently 40 degrees outside now with light rain at 423, your official weather station, WILK. Your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are home this Saturday to face the Springfield Thunderbirds at 605. Get tickets at WBSPenguins.com or call 570-208-7367. And the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins have the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life. The holiday hat trick. A perfect one-size-fits-all gift with four undated ticket vouchers. Good for any remaining Penguins home game. Two skating passes for the Toyota Sportsplex and a pair of Pittsburgh Penguin mittens. Packages start at just 66 bucks. Visit WBSPenguins.com or call 570-208-7367. Go Pens! Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 426 at the station, 40 degrees and light rain out there. I just got to take this next call. We have uh, David from California on earthquakes. David, thanks for joining us. How did you hear about the show? Are you, are you from here? No, not at all. Uh, yeah, just kind of dumb luck twiddling around the dial. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there were, there were a couple of subjects I was going to raise. But, yeah, I heard you talking about the earthquakes. And uh, uh, your, was it your son that's down there? In, uh, it, is he near San Diego then? He's out in, yeah, down in Southern California at one of the bases down there doing some military training. Uh, did you feel the earthquakes last night? Oh, no, I'm, I'm up in San Francisco, and I was looking at the map, and it, it apparently was right on the Mexican border. So it's uh, sort of south uh, southeast of uh, San Diego, just right on the border. 
But uh, yeah, it's uh, and it would be in a four. Uh, I can remember one time that probably after I moved here 30 years ago, there was a, an earthquake way up in Northern California, uh, not too far from. Uh, I think it was near Lake uh, Mount Shasta, uh, maybe 300 miles, 200, 300 miles away, and uh, I was laying in bed and it just started rocking, you know, just sort of whoop, 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 back and forth. And uh, we found out the next morning it was about a 4.0 or so. And I, I think that's about what this one was. But, it, you know, you could feel it 200 miles away. And uh, so it, there is a lot of power in those things. And I've always wondered, uh, you know, how much damage that does to the foundations of a house. Uh, you know, you've got uh, timbers that are shifting around on top. There are all sorts of different uh you know, if you have existing cracks in the foundation, whether it's just a grinding process that'll make those cracks even wider and whatnot. And uh, down in Texas, they're having, uh, they, they had a what, what's considered a big one. Uh, it, it was a five point something, I think maybe a 5.3 about uh, six months or a year ago. And that was the first big one that they'd ever had or that they'd ever noticed in, in, you know, a century or something like that. And apparently they're fracking down there. And so the, uh, the fracking is causing as many as seven earthquakes a day down in that area. It's kind of over near Midland, uh, uh, Las Cruces, I think it is on the map down there. And, um, uh, so I've wondered about the fracking companies and what, what they owe to the homeowners that have uh, foundation problems uh, when, you know, they think, well, we're going to get cheap, uh, cheap energy by drilling uh, and fracking. But in the, if it's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars in foundation repairs to people's houses, uh, it's not that cheap after all. And can it be tied to that? I mean, California doesn't have fracking or allow fracking, but yet you have all earthquakes uh, plentifully there. And it looks like uh, Acatillo, California, was the epicenter as per the USGS service, where at uh, two thirty, well, two thirty-five a.m. our time, so eleven thirty-five California time, there was a three point three, and then at eleven forty-three, there was a four point eight. Again, that's about 40 miles from where my son was stationed. And he said, it, you know, everything was shaking, and it felt like a jet was taking. When he flies fighter jets, it felt like one of them taking off at that time. That was the kind of rumble or roar that, that, that they heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, um, you, they, you, do, uh, you do feel, uh, you, like I was saying, it's not just a grinding, but it, it, some, I, I remember one about a year or so ago, it was just a fast jolt. It was bang, you yeah. know, and and that was that one. Uh, I think that was down near San Jose, and uh, in, which is you know sixty miles from San Francisco. But uh, yeah, every once in a while we get some good ones. Uh, I right after I moved here in 1990, it was one year after the uh, the '89 earthquake, the big, you know, the most powerful in, uh, in of recent. And we, uh, a woman I knew, we, she liked to do photography. And so we went down to one of those uh, famous uh, Catholic missions that were, uh, you know, in the origins of California. The Roman Catholic Church was uh, building missions. And so we went down to, uh, I'm trying to remember, it's right, it looks over the San Andreas Fault. And to look down there without knowing what it was, you saw this crack in the ground. You thought maybe it was a creek, 
but that turns out that was the actual San Andreas fault, and it widened out wow. by, I don't know, three or four feet. And uh, it, it, it's pretty amazing when you imagine the power it takes to create a crack in the earth just as as quick as all of that. Absolutely. Now, a four point eight is that is that a you know respectable type of earthquake? I I have no gauge for myself, uh, so. It, it 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 won't knock you to your feet. Uh, you know, probably in the sixes is something uh, that would knock you, give you a chance to dance around a little bit. Uh, the one that was out here in 1989, I think, was officially listed as. Uh, it started out as a 6.8, but it officially got designated something like a 7.2. But and those will, you know, that bring the houses down. Yeah. Uh, but like I was saying, uh, a three or four. Probably in uh, a five, especially, it'd probably do some serious grinding on a house's foundation. And when, uh, like I say, you, you start looking at the earthquake data that's coming in down in uh, around Midland, Texas, right along the, the New Mexico border down there, they've got those old adobe houses, you know, just made out of clay and, and timbers. And they've been, you know, those houses have been there for a couple of hundred years, maybe 500 years even. And they didn't have earthquakes down there. Uh, but once they started fracking, all of a sudden they've got as many as I, I paying attention to that. I saw one uh, one listing a few months ago. It was seven earthquakes in one day. And they were somewhere in around the two and three range. But yeah. you got to wonder, uh, you know, an adobe house would not be lasting for 500 years if they had had earthquakes. Uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, and anyone and, who wants to track the earthquakes across, you know, across the world or across the U.S., you could just go to the USGS and sign up. They, they list them as they occur, pretty, pretty sure. rapidly. So, uh, you know, for anyone who's listening, uh, Dave, I appreciate you checking in from California. Yeah, hey, Thanks for listening. Hey, no trouble. I had one last quick thing. It was on a different subject. Are you keeping up on the Mar-a-Lago case of Trump? You know, he wants to if if Trump had basically stolen Betsy Ross's knitting needles and taken them, that would have been U.S. property and he had no right to take them. So he had boxes and boxes and boxes of our property. And it's and it's being and it's being investigated through the court system, David, just just like some other people. Well, he's he's entitled to his defense and will let the court process work through. Yes, we have talked about it. He doesn't need to take top secret documents and show them. And I'm sure that'll end up that'll end up somewhere in the Supreme Court decision to say, did he have the authority to do it? Okay, David. Again, it's 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 in court, David. It. The Open judge, court. the justice system, will decide. Documents. David, you're, you're starting to go court. down. You're starting to go down documents a path that had nothing to. Okay, okay, Dave. Court. Thank you, Dave. Goodbye. Well, it started off as a good conversation, then uh, we'll see. It is what it is, and yes, we have discussed it here. And like I said, there's a justice system, there's due process, and it will take its place. Some people seem to not want to have let the due process justice system take its place. And I said from the start, as soon as there was an indictment, let that system happen. It's 4.35 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4.41, 40 degrees with some light rain outside. It's the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 79 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. Five of them are from here in Pennsylvania. We have Patrolman John D. Simonson. Pennsylvania Motor Police, Pennsylvania, 1937, was killed when he was thrown from his motorcycle 
when he skid on a curve in the Smithport Borough. We have game protector Walter M. Middleton, Pennsylvania Game Commission, 1935, was killed in a vehicle collision as he and two other game protectors were en route to assist an officer during a deer hunting season. Two other officers survived the accident. Police officer John Wesley Edwards, Newcastle Police Department in Pennsylvania, 1919, died approximately two months after being struck in the head with a brick on Mahoning Avenue as he was attempting to keep the peace of the Union strike, which turned violent. Private Stanley Webster Christ, Pennsylvania State Police in 1919, was injured when his horse kicked him in the chest while he was grooming it. He was removed to the hospital and died almost a month later from serious internal injuries. We have uh, Police Officer James McDade, Chester City Police Department of Pennsylvania, 1903, succumbed to a gunshot wound sustained on February 19th, 1885, when he and another officer interrupted a burglary in progress. And those are our our four today. And I actually just got some really good news from a a good friend of mine, who you probably all know, uh, Rob O'Neill, who was the Navy SEAL who killed Osama bin Laden, member of Dev Grew SEAL Team 6. He just announced with his wife that they will be having a baby. So congratulations, Rob. I wish you the best. Best job I ever had, being a dad. So uh, I'm glad you uh, will get to experience that. So good news for uh, Rob O'Neill as he gets on with his life. Let me see. Uh, of course, the text messages come in. Oh, your callers can gripe about Joe and Hunter Biden all night, but when it comes to Trump, you start talking over them. Suddenly, we just have to let it play out in the courts. All right. Well, how many times do I have to repeat that I'm not even voting for Trump in the primary? He'll most likely be the candidate for the GOP, and obviously I'll vote for him over Joe Biden. So will a lot of people, and and more and more. But like I answered that texter, I let him have his say, but when he simply wants to repeat the same thing over and over again on something we've discussed here at length in the past with no new updates, really, yeah, it's bye. And, I, you know, it was California holding true to California, I guess, but he started off the whole front of the conversation was nice i realized he wanted to throw his digs in with fracking in texas but like i said well california doesn't have any tax uh, fracking but there's plenty of earthquakes in texas but yes i'm sure there is some possibility there just like the dynamite used in coal mines here in pennsylvania probably caused some issues here with our foundations and and earthquakes um you know a bunch of people texted in that one of the the little league world series had to be uh, postponed because of an earthquake at one point uh, I'll never forget in 2011, Quake here in PA, World Series was uh, once stopped by a quake. Oh, and that wasn't the Little League World Series. That was probably the World Series. So, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that says. So, it's 444 here at WILK. Because <laughs> Nikki just laughs at me. It's time for traffic and weather. I'm glad I'm not the only one who looks at the text messages and does that. <laughs> It's not even English. <laughs> That's what I think sometimes, too. And you wonder. It's not an easy job. Everybody thinks it's easy. This Penteladata Internet traffic update. There is a report of an accident on South Mountain Boulevard, Route 309, near the Sinoco in Mountaintop. That doesn't seem to be holding anything up at the moment. We have no reports of anything major on any of our highways. 81 is looking good. 80, 84, 476, the PA turnpike all clear. 
It is pretty jammed up on Blakely Street in Dunmore and North Main Avenue in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. There you go. Is that See, I'll, better? Give you, I'll give you something to cheer you. Well, I don't know if it'll cheer you up or depress you more. Remember the Cash Me Outside girl? Cash Me Outside from yeah, Dr. Phil. Oh, my gosh. Please, I blocked that out of my memory. Her, her name is Bad Bod Barbie. Bad Bobby. B H A D B H A B I. So, uh, I mean, I guess a play on Bad Barbie is she's ba- uh, Bod Bobby. She's uh, 20 now. She's pregnant. Here you go, Nikki. The Catch Me Outside girl. Here's a picture. Is uh, pregnant. And she's going to have children. Yep. Yeah, that's... So, uh, the world is doomed with I, reproductions I, like that. <laughs> well, good thing it's coming to an end anyway. So, there, there you go. There's nothing left. Everybody <laughs> go, go home. The country's closed. We're done now. Everybody's oh, good. Last one, let leave. Shut the lights that off. That was supposed to cheer me up. Yeah. Some, make you laugh, at least. <laughs> well, See, okay. Because you're going to text somebody. Hey, you know that girl? She's pregnant. So catch things, me if you can's pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Catch me outside. Uh, catch me outside. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly cloudy, foggy, and cool, low 38. Saturday, partly sunny with only a few isolated sprinkles, high 55. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, foggy, and warm, low 47. Sunday, rain develops in the afternoon, heavy at times, high 55. Monday, mostly cloudy with rain showers, high 48. It's currently 40 degrees with some light rain outside at 447 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 450, 40 degrees with some light rain outside on this Friday, December 1st, 2023. Hopefully your week is winding down. You're almost done if you're working a 99 to 5. I'd like to always do a little today in history. Today on this uh, December 1st in history, um, Montgomery, Alabama, seamstress Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat to a white commuter on this day started uh, what is known as the uh, Act of the Civil Rights Movement, December 1st in 1955. Also on this day in uh, 1990, the uh, Channel Tunnel section started from the United Kingdom and France, met 40 meters underneath the seabed, where one side was started from uh, England, the other started was uh, started from France, and they met somewhere underneath. How they did that? Unbelievable. And uh, on this day in 1959, Cold War, opening date for a signature of the Arctic Treaty, which sets aside Antarctica as a scientific preserve and bans military operations. So, uh, you know, those are a few things on today in history. What do we have here? Oh, um, I'm going to get into this more after the 5 o'clock hour, but uh, as we're aware that the... Uh, Ceasefire, the true, the temporary truce that's been in Israel and, and Gaza has has ended. Uh, Israel has, has resumed combat operations, saying that Hamas violated the temporary truce, and um, there were rockets fired before the truce ended at its official time this morning from Gaza into Israel, causing their missile defense system to kick in. And you also had the bus shooting yesterday to go on, and it's. They were getting hostages across, and I've read some of the names on the sides. They were giving three Palestinian prisoners for every one hostage that was being released. And um, there's still Americans being held, I believe 17 
the last time. But it said uh, it was supposed to... The truce was supposed to expire at uh, 7.15 local time this morning, and I guess shortly before 7 a.m., rockets were fired from the Gaza Strip into Israel. And uh, we're going to talk about some... I heard a story on the news, and I ended up uh, looking into it because uh, it's quite... It's it's a good story. Is it's it's very informative to to show the divide and the hate that's in the area. And uh, you know, the more I dug into it, the more it's it's shows how complex the issue is in that area of the world. And we're we're going to talk about that after the five o'clock hour, especially one person in in particular who is uh you know basically the leader of Hamas now in that area, and um, how Israel saved his life. We're going to talk about that at the 5 o'clock hour. It's uh, 4.53 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 40 degrees with some light rain outside at 4.56 on this Friday, December 1st, 2023. Well, I suggest if you don't want to get aggravated, probably not pay attention to the next story because it aggravated me. The uh, a Biden rule takes lunch money from schools that reject, reject progressive gender sexually, sexuality agenda. You heard it right. A new Biden administration rule forces schools to comply with progressive ideology on gender and sexuality or risk losing the federal aid for free and reduced price school lunches. Legal observers say that this is just the first of a slew of new rules on the horizon trying federal education funding, tying federal education funding to far-left policies on gender and sexuality. The school lunch funding controversy began in May of 2022 with an announcement from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which handles federal help for school lunches. The USDA said at the time that it would change its longstanding interpretation of Title IX the law broadly governing discrimination practices in education. USDA said that it would expand its previous prohibition against discriminating based on sex to include discriminating based on sexual orientation or gender identity. School lunch funding goes through the Food and Nutrition Services, FNS, of the USDA. As a result, state and local agencies, program operators, and sponsors that receive funds from FNS must investigate allegations of discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation. USDA said that in a statement, these organizations must also update their non-discrimination policies and signage to include prohibitions against discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation. So basically what they're saying that if you're a school district, anywhere in the nation, and you decide that you're not going to let boys play in girls' sports. They could possibly take away your school funding for free lunches because of that policy. So it's a backdoor way for an an overreaching administration through policy, through an unelected entity like the USDA, to mold policy in your local school districts. Says this is a significant departure of what Title IX has always been interpreted as. Says a lawyer at the rights for parents to exert on this issue. 
with an ever-growing number of orientations and gender identities, and despite the individual divide on the issue, schools will now be forced to comply on the complex and highly politicized gender and sexuality issue. So uh, just be aware that this is down the road, and they're looking to weigh nutrition. You know, the thing they always tout and say that we need to get for our children is these high education, but they're willing to hold the nutrition and free meal vouchers because you don't think like them or believe like they believe.